Welcome to The Extra, the show that really brings in the community for a conversation about the issues, topics, and people that are important to our community. Well, one of the topics that we've been really talking about much in the last uh, few days and weeks, according to the Colorado Springs Housing Affordability Report, the housing deficit in uh, the most recent year that we have that information, 2022 in Colorado Springs, ranged from 10,614 to 21,150 units. That's the deficit. And to meet population growth as we look toward 2028 and closing that housing deficit, between 28,000 and 39,000 housing units will need to be built. But the good news, longtime local housing leaders and nonprofits are working hard to close the gap. So first of all, uh, let's welcome to the show some of our guests today. Uh, First guest that I want to introduce, Lee Lee Patke, and I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Shannon. You you did just fine. Oh, good. (laughs) And Lee is the executive director. And why don't you introduce your company, Lee? Sure. Thank you. Good morning, and, and thanks for having me on. Uh, Grecio Housing is a local nonprofit that was started in 1990 to respond to the housing need that our founders saw that long ago, that people needed housing. And so what we do is provide affordable rentals for people making less than 80% of the area median income. Uh, we do that at 30 to 50% less than market rates for those tenants. Uh, we have, currently have just under 700 units across 28 properties in El Paso and now in Teller County. And the reason we're having Gracio Housing on today is, of course, because of the Bentley Commons Project, uh, which we mentioned several times in our uh, news broadcasts here on KRDO News Radio earlier this morning. Our other guests that are uh, going to be standing by, we'll be getting to them in a bit. Mary Stegner, Executive Director of Partners in Housing, and Nate Klink, uh, Executive Director of the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust. want to thank them for their participation as well. But let's uh, circle back to Lee. So Bentley commons being developed by GPR properties. What role does Gratio play in this partnership and who else is involved? So we have partnered with uh, uh, the land trust and partners in housing for over two decades. So we're not new to this. Mm. Uh, The reason this is so important for the community is, is, is the strength of what we do together. Gratio is one of those three partners on this project. Uh, and we will be the property manager when we open in 2025. And it sounds like uh, for this community, having that continuum of housing and and the housing needs represented by this project, uh, that that's very important. Why is that important? For this project in particular, it's really important for two reasons. Number one, uh, this is a big project. We're going from 24 existing units to 192. Uh, that's big for any developer. For three nonprofits, the strength of three nonprofits that have worked together for many years, we were able to bring this project to fruition. We, we've just broken ground. I'm on site right now. And it's because of the strength and the missions of our three organizations that we were able to do this during very tough times. Over the last few years, other projects have lost affordability or, or lost the number of units. But we've remained resolute in in having this project done to respond to that community need that you just mentioned. Um, Additionally, for the residents, 
the three organizations, our missions are related to transitional housing, affordable rentals, and affordable home ownership. So the benefit to residents is that there's a built-in network of organizations and missions that meet any of their housing needs and really offer them the opportunity to advance from housing instability uh, all the way through affordable home ownership. And for our listeners who may be unfamiliar, I'm going to tell you, so Bentley Commons is located along Hancock Expressway. Uh, it's between Astrazon and Delta Drive, so that gives you an idea. It was originally built in 2005, so so tell us about the history of this project and, and what the expansion means in terms of the affordable housing units that will be added. Sure. The original development plan called for much of the similar layout that we're constructing today. Uh, The first two buildings were built. Uh, The original developer of the project uh, was doing that right before the unfortunate uh, Great Recession and the housing fallout from that. And so he was not able to bring the project uh, to the community and bring it to, to completion. Now, the buildings were completed, but they were never occupied. So our three organizations, because of our existing relationship, we were able to leverage uh, certain funds out of the American Recovery and uh, uh, Reinvestment Act and acquire the property, and we've operated it as affordable housing since 2009. Uh, So now we've added additional land and we're bringing that original idea to fruition and bringing it to the community, but we're doing it in an affordable way for the residents of Southeast Colorado Springs. So developing affordable housing, we know it can be particularly challenging. What are some of the difficulties you faced in developing Bentley Commons? Uh, You know, funding is always uh, key and the biggest obstacle. We knew we had the community drive and support to get this project done. Um, Over, We've done design charrettes and we've done analysis of land in the adjacent area and and the market, and everything said this project needed to be done. Over the last couple of years, uh, the cost of construction, labor, materials, everything that you see impacting other market rate projects also impacted us. Mm. Uh, But we have good partners, we have good support, and we were able to to get this project closed in mid-December, and we're well under construction today. Well, where can uh, listeners go for more information, Lee? So we're not yet, because we're so early in the construction process, we're not yet accepting folks onto the wait list or interest list. But for the existing units and for anything in Grecio's portfolio, uh, listeners can go to grecio.org, G-R-E-C-C-I-O dot O-R-G for more information. All right. Well, Lee Packey, uh, the uh, CEO of uh, Grecio Housing, Executive Director, I should say, uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking to you before the hour is up, so please stick around. When we come back, more on Bentley Carmen's, the project that, as you heard, is going to bring more affordable housing to our community, more badly needed affordable housing. That when the extra continues. Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And today, we're introducing you to the Bentley Commons. It is uh, taking on a new form. It's going to be a home to... uh, 
tons of people who are have probably been badly seeking and and, and very heartily seeking affordable housing that sometimes can feel very difficult to find in the Pikes Peak region. Mary Stegner is Executive Director of Partners in Housing, and she joins us now for this segment. Mary, first of all, share some background with our listeners on partners in housing. What's your mission and who reaches out for your services? Good morning, Shannon. Thanks for having us on. So as you said, I am the Executive Director of Partners in Housing, and we've been around for well, we're in our 33rd year, a long time helping families in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs who are in crisis. So the mission of Partners in Housing is to guide families who are in a housing crisis from insecurity to stability, self-reliance, and prosperity. So the folks that we serve are families with children who have found themselves without a place to live, without a home. And those stories are widely varied on how that has happened and how they're getting by without their own housing. Well, the unique story that we heard from Lee just a little while ago about Bentley Commons and its development, and now it's uh, evolved into this partnership between the three housing nonprofits bringing it to life. Is this the first time you've worked with Gratio and Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust? It's not. We've partnered together for over 20 years on different projects. This is by far the largest, Shannon. It's as, as Lee mentioned earlier, it's 168 new apartments, new homes that we're adding to the project at Bentley Commons. So there'll be 192 apartments there for folks to live in for Southeast community to call home after this project is complete. Yeah, it's so uh, welcome in that neighborhood, I'm sure. Uh, why is collaboration between, uh, for instance, these uh, partners, why is it so important on these uh, more complex projects? When you look at the three agencies that are involved, um, Gratio Housing, Partners in Housing, and the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust, we're our own little continuum of housing. So with Partners in Housing helping folks that are really unstable, um, and doing some affordable rentals, and then Gratio Housing focusing on affordable rentals, and then the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust focusing on affordable home ownership. We, we really work together well on how we serve our community. Um, it took a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of brain power, a lot of um, support to get this project to where it is with, with construction occurring now. So all three boards were able to come together and provide insight and support and guidance and so we really felt like it, it really made sense in this instance for all three of us to work together. It's a large project, as we mentioned, and having us all standing behind it, all of our resources brought to it was really crucial. It's a unique um, opportunity and a unique circumstance where three local nonprofits have come together to do something like this. Right, because, I mean, you had to trust that the other groups would be able to, you know, sustain. You're going out on a, a bit of a, a ledge here and, you know, a bit of a diving board. And you, you have to make sure that uh, everybody's uh, able to uh, coordinate as they move through this process. Because, like you said, it's a very complex and long process. So to qualify as affordable housing, I understand uh, there are certain income limits and certifications that need to take place. Uh, why don't you explain that? There's something called the area median income. Uh, tell us how that plays a role in this. So there is a, an area median income for our community, and that's set by, you know, folks that, that do analysis of all those kind of things on what people earn here. 
So in kind of just simple terms, the area median income kind of sets the levels for who can live at this property and who qualifies. So we have units that will be set aside for those who make 30% of that area median income, 40%, 50%, and 60%. And what that means, Shannon, is that they will never be charged more rent than they can afford. So their income <clears throat> basically supports what their rent is going to be. So GPR properties, as owners of this and managers of this, can never charge more rent than what they can afford at that income level. That means that GPR properties will not bring in as much rental revenue as an uh, affordable project that charges it all at 60% or a market property that charges whatever. So we are we, having the special funding sources was crucial for this because we cannot afford to support as much debt as another project. So having all these sources come in to make this happen was just vital to this project. And, and so what sort of income levels do you think you'll attract there at Bentley Commons? So it'll be folks that are working and are just starting out in their jobs at entry-level um, employees who don't make a lot. It'll be folks who are on disability. Um, we do have 28 units set aside for veterans that are in need of housing, and those will be supported with services from the Veterans Administration. So we really are looking at a, a wide range of um, of homes that will be uh, supplied to that community. At the groundbreaking we held yesterday, which you mentioned, uh, we did have Dr. Claudio, who's the assistant district superintendent for Harrison School District 2, mm -hmm. and he was talking about attracting teachers and having uh, affordable rentals for teachers who are moving here to work in the school district. So it's just going to be a wide range of folks who make that lower level, modest incomes in our community. Right. And, and you know, so often when you are looking at those maybe modest, modest rents, uh, your choices are very limited. And, and these are all going to be brand new units, right? They're going to be brand new, very nice units, nice sizes. We have one, two, and three bedroom mm. apartments on the property. So it, it is going to have a wide range of families and individuals who, who do make those modest incomes, who need a place they can afford. When a family's renting something that they can't afford, that they're paying too much for, everything else falters. Their mental and physical health, their education, their employment, all the things that the family needs to be stable are really at risk when they're paying too much for rent. Now, I notice you have like a range, 30%, 40%, 60% of this AMI, the uh, area median income. Why is having a range like that important? It's a requirement of the funders that we have used to support this project that we offer those units at those lower levels to really make sure that we're supporting households who are earning very small amounts in our community and be able to, we're, we're required to provide those 30% units to them. So it's just part of um, making sure that the project really has a deep affordability for our Southeast Colorado Springs. And, and addresses the need that's out there. I mean, I, I'm sure you deal uh, with people who, uh, you know, come to you and say, I've been searching and searching and searching, especially in these economic times. I know rents, it seems like, have been rising. People are so surprised when they hear how much it might cost to rent a place in Colorado Springs if they're coming from uh, another city where they haven't had uh, high rents like this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and just... Getting into that first apartment and, and showing that landlord that they can pay the rent and they can be on time and be good tenants, um, it's what, really what we support them with. It's part of our program, too, so that they exit our program after about a year. 
into their own affordable rental circumstance and occasionally into their own affordable home ownership circumstance. So there's, there is employment and we make sure that they're finding that, but it's got to be a livable wage so that they can afford to live here and prosper like all of us want to in our beautiful city. Well, Mary, uh, uh, plaudits to your organization for all that it does. How can people find out more information about Partners in Housing? Partnersinhousing.org, Shannon. Um, there's so much information on our great website about who can apply to our program, how the community can support our program with financial donations, um, in-kind donations, volunteerism. So partnersinhousing.org is the best place to go. Okay, well, that is uh, wonderful uh, what your group is doing and what you're doing in collaboration with your partners here. And up next, after the break, we're going to be talking to one of those partners, Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust, as we continue our focus on the Bentley Commons project here on The Extra. You're listening to KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to the extra, our second half hour here, and our guests uh, continuing to tell us about Bentley Commons, the project that we were discussing on Hancock Expressway. And earlier, we had Lee Packey uh, with Gratio Housing on, as well as Mary Stegner, Executive Director of Partners in Housing. Uh, but right now, we have on the KRDO uh, newsline is Nate. Clinky, Executive Director of the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust, one of the three partners in this venture. Uh, so tell us, Nate, uh, and good morning to you. What is Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust? Well, good morning, Shannon, and thanks for having us on today. Uh, well, the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust is a local nonprofit that we were established uh, over 27 years ago. What we do is we partner with families making less than 80% of area median income to help them achieve their dream of full ownership. Um, we're able to do this by investing about 25% of the purchase price um, into the transaction while the family then gets a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage to cover the other 75%. Um, what we get out of our investment is we actually take title to the land while the family takes title to the improvement. And then we lease the land back to the family on a 99-year ground lease for a nominal monthly fee. Um, and one of the most important parts of that lease is that if the family ever does decide to sell, it requires them to sell the property to another low-income family. And we currently have about 212 homes in our inventory, and based on that requirement to sell to an income-qualified family, those 212 homes have been able to help 387 families become first-time home buyers in the city of Colorado Springs and all throughout El Paso County. Mm, that keeps that appreciation, which is important in a way for, you know, jumping higher on the property ownership ladder from uh, getting out of reach, it sounds like, from your your average first-time home buyer, yeah? Exactly, and uh, that's how our program continues to operate, too, is that we keep um, that appreciation in the property and uh, makes it affordable for the next family, but it also gives uh, a good portion of that appreciation and equity to the uh, the owner that is leading that. They're able to go out and purchase on the market rate. So why is moving from renting uh, to home ownership so important? Well, there's so many advantages to being a homeowner, as you know. Um, for one, the principal and interest payment on the mortgage doesn't ever change over the life of the loan. So that provides uh, stability for families um, throughout the, the time that they're in that home. And it's especially important to people that are on fixed incomes, knowing that they're not going to have an increase in that part of their uh, mortgage. Um, that's different than a rental situation where, as you know, um, typically you're going to have a rental rent increase every year, and you never know exactly how much that rent is, uh, increase is going to be. 
and you actually never know if the uh, the landlord is going to renew that lease for you. Mm-hmm. Right, they may. So the stability of knowing that that payment is there is, uh, in addition to knowing that you can't be forced to move, that's all a great, great advantage. Right. And also the biggest one is uh, it, it's recognized that um, building equity through home ownership is one of the best ways to build and to transfer generational wealth. So uh, you are partners in the community land, or excuse me, in the Bentley Commons project. Who is helping to fund the Bentley Commons expansion? Well, that's a great question. One of the things that um, actually makes Bentley Commons development both uh, unique and, and complex, like Lee talked about earlier, um, yeah, we we went through a whole lot of uh, different cost increases and changes to our pro forma. And so um, although all three of our organizations were financially committed to it, we had to have a group of um, very flexible and very committed funding partners. And uh, those people include Colorado Housing and Finance Authority, um, U.S. Bank, the City of Colorado Springs, El Paso County Housing Authority, um, the Myron Stratton Home, Colorado Division of Housing, and the Colorado Springs Housing Authority. So a lot of individual organizations came together to make this happen. A lot of appreciative their support. A lot of chefs in the kitchen. <laughs> was that difficult yeah. to manage? <laughs> that was uh, no, it wasn't that difficult to manage because everyone was so committed. Uh, but there were a lot of moving parts, so it just made it more and more complex. And and we've talked about this or touched on this that uh, there are uh, some units that are set aside specifically for veteran housing, low income veteran housing. Uh, tell us about the considerations that are made in that respect. Yes, we are super excited to have been uh, able to receive a commitment of a total of uh, twenty eight um, veterans affairs supportive housing um, or VAS vouchers. Mary kind of hit on that earlier. Um, this is a rental assistance program for homeless veterans that combines HUD's um, housing choice vouchers with the case management and clinical services provided by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, and as you know, we have a very large veteran population in Colorado Springs, and um, we are super excited to be able to help and support these folks in our community. And just the actual location, the considerations that we had um, in this development is that it's such a um, a peaceful place, so a great place to put people that might be uh, in a situation where they're struggling or um, need a, a peaceful home. It's right on a, a nice trail, has great views, very quiet, um, just a great spot for them. So we're super excited about that part of it. Mm. Hearing about the evolution of this and, and how it stretches back essentially to uh, right at the start of the, uh, you know, I don't know, the Great Recession, the housing crisis, uh, the, you know, the constru- when construction pretty much stopped on every new project all over Colorado and the United States. Uh, so then since then, you know, we're talking nearly two decades. What have you and the other uh, organizers learned in this process that's lasted some 15 years? <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a very long time in the making. Um, and over that time, boy, both our uh, patience has been both tested and uh, strengthened over that. Um, working together has been a great learning experience for us. Um, and it's also shown us that for projects that are so vital to our community, we really have to remain persistent and work through some very difficult problem-solving exercises. Um, I think Lee talked about that a little earlier. We have um, so many smart and wise and intelligent people that have been involved with this project that uh, we actually worked through so many hard times. Um, yeah, I was able to find a solution if we just kept on pushing. Uh, well, that, it's wonderful to see it come to fruition. And congratulations to you and your partners. If people would like to find out more about Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust, where should they go, Nate? 
they should go right to rmclt.org um, and find out information about how to become a homeowner, um, how to partner with us, all those good things. Well, thank you for joining us here on The Extra. Uh, it, we appreciate it. And, and uh, if people want to find out about that housing stock, that rmclt.org website, is that a good place to start as well? That is absolutely a good place to start. There's a tab on our website that uh, says Become a Homeowner. It walks you through all the steps that you need to do to become a partner with the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust and Homeownership. Fantastic. All right, we need to take a break here. When we come back, we'll have more from Lee Pat Key and Gratio Housing. Keep on listening to KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. We've been talking about the Bentley Commons, the project uh, that is going to be ushering in a new era of affordable housing and more units to add to the stock that will uh, hopefully uh, keep more people in safety and a good situation in a nice apartment complex that will be brand new and will uh, also uh, meet their affordability requirements. I mean, it's so difficult, we know, uh, when people are trying to uh, make ends uh, ends meet and uh, dealing with rising rents. And this is one way, uh, the Bentley Commons, how they are able to do it. Uh, so, Nate, uh, Bentley Commons construction, uh, the groundbreaking uh, signaled that construction is underway. Let's uh, give listeners a summary and maybe a timeline. Hey, Shannon, Lee again. Lee, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, thanks for the question. And, you know, I, I'll mention the timeline, but first you were talking about the people that were going to live here. And that's an important thing to understand because the stereotype of affordable housing and what that means and what that looks like is not what it was 50 years ago. And so let's talk about just a few of those folks. You've heard Mary talk about the veterans that are going to live here uh, in our portfolio, we've got seniors that are retired and living on fixed incomes that have contributed to their community their entire lives and are just looking for a safe, stable, and affordable place to live. Uh, we've got veterans. We've got young people and young couples. We've got, you know, I heard a story just yesterday. We were talking about the residents that we serve, and at one of our properties, we have a teacher that teaches sign language. These are contributors. These are core workforce and, and the heart of our community. And it, they're not looking for anything special. They just want a fair chance, like everyone else, to have safe and stable, affordable housing. So, you know, we need to make it real for folks. These are the people that, that, that live and need affordable and attainable housing. Um, about the project, so we, after many years of pre-development, we closed on the project. We got all the financing in order and executed in December. Palace Construction is our general contractor. They have been fantastic and so responsive and, and just a wonderful partner on this project. They started construction second week of January and immediately, boy, the property is just transforming right before our eyes. And what you're going to see come out of the ground uh, was designed and planned by Way Architecture. Uh, it's a local firm that was really important to all of our partners to uh, have as many local stakeholders in this as possible. This is a local project. We have local capacity to get these properties completed, and we serve local folks. So 
we're looking at about a 16 to 18 month time frame for time of construction. Um, we're still a lot of work, uh, dirt work going on. I'm seeing trucks coming in and out of the property as we speak. Um, uh, we're going to have uh, nine total properties. Uh, six of those buildings will be new. The two existing buildings will be updated to uh, be attractive and harmonious with the other buildings. The clubhouse is going to be renovated, so we have on-site property management, on-site maintenance, on-site resident resources, and security. Uh, we've been very thoughtful about cyber, cyber access and having a cyber cafe. We've got wonderful green space and exercise places. Uh, so all of the resources are going to be right here on site. And we expect to, at this time next year, open our wait list and our interest list uh, in anticipation of an early summer 2025 opening. Wow. Uh, okay, so early 2025, early summer 2025, I early should say. Early summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not quite around the corner, but it's definitely within a spitting distance in terms of the timeline that people need to know. So let's talk about why you think Bentley Commons is going to answer a need when it comes to providing uh, that place that's going to bring uh, maybe some well-being to their lives? Well, you know, I, I love the question. It's really foundational to what each of us do, and it's for the benefit not only of our community, but the individuals, families, and especially the children that we serve. Uh, children, uh, they're the sort of the one cross-section that really have no choice and no voice in what happens in their lives. And so we take our mission seriously to serve those and serve the next generation and produce a different outcome, a different opportunity. We don't want to be serving and we don't want there to be a need generation after generation. And so providing the stability and the opportunity for kids to have a better life uh, will make them less likely to need affordable housing in the future. Um, there are many determinants of health. These health factors, we're learning more and more that health is tied to housing and, and that health outcomes are frequently more associated with your zip code than your DNA code. And so the research is out there that these non-medical factors related uh, to our lives determine our health in the future. It's things like housing and income and employment and education. And there's a very real correlation and a lot of great research out there that says housing stability uh, it is critical for that. It, it has a direct correlation to health access. Uh, lower rents means more income to be able to access health and not put off those important appointments and procedures. And they're great uh, industries out there doing research and doing work in this space, the Colorado Springs Health Foundation, the Colorado Health Foundation, and many other health and housing related uh, organizations. So, you know, we're, re we're, we're doing more than uh, just reducing the financial stress on a family. We're positively impacting the health of our community well into the future.
Right. As you mentioned, uh, we are those are the building blocks of uh, making sure that our families and those youngsters growing up in the community uh, have that place that's safe, uh, that it brings them, uh, you know, stability and uh, where they can grow and uh, certainly lead to productive lives uh, throughout their lives here in our community. Well, uh, Lee, it's been a pleasure talking to you about Bentley Commons. Lee is the executive director of Gratio Housing, and I want to give our listeners once again uh, a way to find out more about your organization. It's G-R-E-C-C-I-O dot org, Gratio Housing. And uh, just one of the partners, we also have been talking about partnersinhousing.org, which you can find out about by going to that website, and the Rocky Mountain Community Land Trust, rmclt.org. So Lee, uh, finally, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, 30 seconds here to go, would you like to send our listeners off with something to think about, uh, one thing that you want them to distill from this hour of conversation? You know, yeah, absolutely. One final thing: we had a groundbreaking yesterday, and it was so well attended. And I've got to tell you, our community is such a special place that our nonprofit community, our business partners, our uh, government agencies, the City of Colorado Springs, and the mayor, everyone was out yesterday. We have such a special community. We root for each other. Sometimes we compete for funding, but at the end of the day, uh, we're in this together. We're responding to community needs together. And uh, all of our friends and supporters of these needs were, were out yesterday. And we just can't say thanks enough for them and for this incredibly special community in which we live. Well, and thanks to you and your organization on all that you're doing out there at Bentley Commons. Thank you for joining us here on The Extra, Lee Patkey. Thanks, Shannon. And that's been The Extra. I'm your host, Shannon Brinius. We'll have another hour of conversation tomorrow right here on KRDO News Radio, 9 to 10 a.m. We have just, uh, excuse me, Tom Martino up after the top of the break. Justin Herbies will be your host tomorrow uh, on Friday, excuse me. Uh, that's been the extra. You're listening to KRDO News Radio.